0: Hey there, e-commerce enthusiasts. Let me tell you about a game changer in shipping, ShipStation. It's the ultimate platform for simplifying your shipping process. With ShipStation, you can easily import, manage, and ship your orders in no time. It integrates seamlessly with your favorite e-commerce platforms and carriers, ensuring a smooth workflow. Gain valuable insights with their powerful analytics and reporting tools. Say goodbye to shipping headaches. Visit stigmasandopenwounds.com ship and level up your shipping game today.
1: Hey everyone, Tracy here. I just wanted to give you a quick language warning before we did start this next episode. There's a little bit of extra adult language in this episode, even though we do have that box tick. Technically, I didn't have to give you this warning, but I didn't really want to get you turned off by this language because there's a lot of really great content in this episode. So please... If you could just push through the extra language when friends get together. Sometimes we forget about our language. So please, just pardon our language. And now, on with the show. Hey guys, welcome to another Stigmas and Open Wounds. I'm Tracy. I'm Eric. And we have a special guest with us. Jason. This is our friend and another podcaster, Jason Lane. And he is with our friend Gavin and Eric in a fairly new podcast, Hobbs and Horror. This is the one that Eric almost spilled the beans on. Their new horror podcast, and in case anyone is wondering how to spell it, it's H O B B S E N D horror. I almost made the mistake when I was looking that up, so you guys give that a check out if you have not yet. It's pretty fun, it's just a bunch of high school friends, uh, watching some, uh, pretty bad horror flicks
0: and reviewing (laughs) them pretty bad horror flicks is quite an understatement yeah Yeah. that's a
2: pretty accurate statement (laughs) yeah
1: so uh so yeah i i think it's i think it's kind of fun because you know it's getting some guys together that maybe would not be getting together otherwise so i i really like that they're doing it these days and honestly it's a good time it really is a good time to listen to so i really think you guys should do that so, I uh, I have Jason here today, and actually I should say we have Jason here today. I, I did not let Eric off the hook because, honestly, I know Jason because of Eric. So I said, Eric, you are going to be here today. And I have him here today because after they recorded one of their first episodes, we hung out on our deck and we talked, and Jason and I kind of talked about some of his mental issues, I guess you could say. Although I don't find them to be issues, we just find them stuff that we have to...
2: Yeah, everybody's got something.
1: Yeah, exactly, yeah. everybody's got something. So we were talking about it and I said, how could I not have this guy on my podcast? So I kind of found out, and I don't know if I knew this or I don't know, but I found out that Jason's got some got some stuff. <laughs> And he had some medication that he had to play around with. And I thought, wow, I I really want him to tell his story. So, Jason, you have, what is it? Is it ADD, ADHD?
2: So, it's not really defined. So, like, when I was in kindergarten, um, they diagnosed me with ADD. Before, okay. this was before ADHD was the thing. Now most right. kids get ADHD. It, exactly. I don't think they diagnose ADD anymore. Okay. I, I, I think. I, you know, don't...
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, I know it was kind of a cool thing when we were younger, like in elementary school. All of a sudden, they're like, oh, your kid's not paying attention. They have ADD. Yeah,
2: yeah. So... um I was diagnosed with a learning disability.
1: Okay. Um,
2: they told my, my, uh, mother when I was in kindergarten that my ability to learn new concepts was just above a retarded level. Wow. <laughs> yes. Wow. Yeah. wow.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. And so, um, I got held back in kindergarten and okay. I had to redo kindergarten. And so I was in class with my younger brother at that point, um, all the way through high school. And, uh. I was on medications for my ADD, and back then, it was, you know, they had just started coming out with those stimulants, so wow. they were really, a lot of them were really harsh. You know, I hated being on them because, well, I because it I couldn't eat. You know, I'm, I've always been really sensitive to the different medications. Me too. <laughs> my my appetite just goes immediately. Yep. And so, um, you know, I think I was on something called Silert for a really okay. long time. That was the one that seemed to work the best for me. Right. And it was actually Silert was in a class all its own. Okay. It was in a some kind of a it wasn't technically like a stimulant and um, I'm not exactly sure. I'd have to look it up what it was classified as, but right. but I, that's the one I was on all the way through high school. Uh, oh. but I went through probably 10 s- s- between 5 and 10 different medications before I settled yeah. on the SILERT. and um you know, I graduated high school at 120 pounds.
1: Yeah, I you remember. Know. You were yeah. small for the longest time. Yeah. And even now, you know, you say, wow, I'm a fat ass and all yeah. that kind of yeah. thing. But you're not. You're yeah. not large. Well, you just I'm compared not, to what I
2: had to work, knew you work I had as. to work really hard to, to, get, get. As to get. As big <laughs> as he is. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: I know. I know. Even like like now, I was on some medication that was making me lose weight. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, let's eat some ice cream mm-hmm. and
2: when they talk about obesity and stuff and how it, you know, like there's no excuse for me. <laughs> there's,
0: no, <laughs>
2: there's no excuse. I am that person that everybody wants to think is that I'm that. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm the one who's just like up at night. Like last night I ate half a bag of cheese curds. <laughs> bunch of deviled eggs. I'm sorry I ate a bunch of deviled eggs. This might, <laughs> this might go in another direction later. Just so
0: everybody knows I can
2: already smell it. <laughs> That's just my natural ambiance to me. Yeah. But Did you
1: wear deodorant today?
2: <laughs> I, I just rubbed some of the deviled eggs on my hands. That's what I did. But yeah, so, you know, I was on, on Siler and, um, that one really like it was really harsh, but it also, like, did did the job.
1: Right, and that like, that's the hard thing. It's, like, when you finally find something that works, yeah. but then it has the downfalls. Well, and,
2: yeah, so here's where I'm going with it is what... It worked really well. I could go, like I like, in high school when I got my license and everything and I kind of okay. got a little bit of freedom, I would stay out all night, you know? Like, okay. at this point, it was like I was 17 and I could just... You know, I was, you know, going to be eighteen soon, and my dad was just like, "Okay, whatever." You know, I can't control this kid, so I would stay out till two, three o'clock in the morning, go to bed, wake up at like six o'clock in the morning, go to school, and it never caught up to me.
1: Right, because I was on this medication. That sounds like me when I'm like hypomanic. I'm like, "Oh, that's fine. I only need a couple hours of sleep. This is no big deal." Like I was looking at the list of some of the the descriptions of of what's ADD, ADHD and all this. And I was like, wow, this is so me when I'm hypomanic manic, like when I'm on the, the higher end of my bipolar scale. sure. And I, I'm just like, Oh my gosh, we have so many similarities. I think sometimes yeah. when maybe you get to your, I guess, rougher side or mm-hmm. of, of your scale and when I get to mine. Yeah. So. Yeah. Certainly
2: there are days that it's worse than others you right. know, with ADD. It's one of those things where, um, it can, de- you know, depending on how much sleep, diet, right, exercise, all that stuff. Um, you know, if you have anything going on in your life, yep. that can that your mind keeps going back to, it's really hard to focus on. You know, so that you know, not to jump too far ahead, but you know, that's why in my life I've tried to make it as drama free as possible, yeah, as easy as possible, because <sighs> otherwise, and we'll get to this in a little bit, but I also have anxiety, right. you know, and And I, and I figured that out over time because it was, and, um, but I don't want to jump too far ahead. Let's go back to the SILER. So the SILER, uh, I was on through high school and then once I graduated high school, I, uh, didn't have insurance anymore. I was on my dad's insurance in high school. So, um, out of high school, no medication and out in the world. My dad, um, I'm sure can remember this when we graduated the night I uh, came home from graduation, we all went out to the cabin, yep. and uh, I I drove home. And when I got home, I uh, went went in my room, and there was uh, my graduation present was sitting on my my uh, my bed, which was suitcases.
0: I, I think I remember hearing <laughs> about this. Yeah, yes, just but he didn't kick he you didn't kick he me out, you, out that but, day. Wait, yeah, he no. gave you like because the way I remember it was like somewhere in the middle of summer or something. He was that. supposed
2: to... Yeah, so he... The, the deal was is he, you know... My, my parents were... Um, my, my dad and my stepmom... My, my stepmom has high blood pressure and a whole bunch of issues and stuff. And it was really, like, I guess... You know, it always stressed, stressed her out things going on with me and my brother. Right. And I think my dad just really wanted to move on with his li- new life with his, his wife. Right. and And kind of push us out. Um, he originally gave us till October... And then, uh, I don't know, I was working at a place called, uh, I don't know, it was like a, where they make jalapeno poppers. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, you know, put the popper agree, on the, on, on the yeah. cheese. Yep. You know, Just, you, yep. you got an Asian guy line. standing next <laughs> to you with a counter, oh like keeping gosh. track of how many peppers you're putting on the cheese in, a, in <laughs> one minute and, and then <laughs> screaming at you in a different language when you don't, go no. fast enough. Oh my gosh, and it would I'm, make
1: me so anxious. Well, I and it's, it, it.
2: it was cold. In there, it was, and I had to wear hair net. I had to wear like um, we had to put things on your arms, everything. Oh. And so, if you were sick at all, you had to like take all of these things off. The arm things, you had um, gloves, you had a hairnet. net, and um, if you had any facial hair, you had to have a beard net. Because you're working with food, makes sense. Yeah. Of but course. when you have to, when you're sick and you have to blow your nose oh, or anything, you have to take all of that oh, off. My God. You have to go blow your nose. Then you have to wash your hands. Put the gloves on. Put the arm things on. Put the hairnet on, um, and then go back up. And, and so, when you were sick, you just didn't go. Right. It was just one of those jobs. And so, um, what happened was, is one day I uh, I was sick, mm-hmm. and I and I was you know I had like the I don't I don't think it was a flu. It was like a cold or something. But it was really stuffy or whatever. I didn't want to be there. I knew. It was going to be an issue, they might have sent right. me home anyway. So I called in and my dad noticed I wasn't up, came yeah. downstairs and said, hey, what are you doing? And I said, well, I'm, I'm not feeling well, I can't, you know, I can't go in. And uh, he said, well, I want you out before I, I get back from church. Oh, no. And so I had already started saving some money and everything. Right. And um, I had like plates and stuff for my new apartment and whatever. But I didn't have enough money for a down payment, security deposit. Mm-hmm. So at the time, I lived in my car for, oh my oh. <laughs> yeah, which was a 92 Ford Escort. <laughs> and what's great is it had, uh, this was September or something like that, I think. And um, so I was living in my car for a couple months and it would rain <gasps> and it, the roof of my car leaked. So I would be laying in the back seat sleeping no, and water would be dripping onto my face. Okay. Um, that's going on. And, you know, I don't know how far I want to go into like that, but, you know, so I, I basically, you know, I was unmedicated after high school, right. you know, I had no safety. I had no soft landing after high school. I was in my car sleeping and um, so it didn't really set me up very well for success, you know, going forward as an adult. Um, you know, I had no guidance as far right. as... Which is what somebody w- who has attention deficit So it was a learning yeah, disability. I mean,
1: when you have any of this, being on Medicaid can be one of the hardest things. I it mean, is. And, like, I know sometimes when you have depression, it's like, okay, well, you might only have to be on medication for a short bit, and then it kind of corrects itself, or mm-hmm. this, you only have to be on it for a short bit. Well, other things, well, yeah, you kind of have to be on medication, or you have to step off of it, etc. Yeah. But that, yeah, kind of sounds like you have yeah. to be on medication, or
2: yeah. well should be
1: living in your car. <laughs> and
2: that's the thing, is like, you know, mental illness is such a, you know, any sort of, anything that... You, you have, it, it's not like set in stone. It's, right. it's a spectrum of things. And exactly. with me, you know, I, I would talk to so many people and this is what, what frustrated me was everybody I know said they had ADD.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But
2: everybody I know who had ADD quotes right were perfectly able to function. Right. They were just like, oh, sometimes I talk too much. Or <laughs> sometimes, I, <laughs> sometimes I forget things. I must I, have ADD. And I it's know. like, dude, you don't understand. Like I can't like I forget important yeah events. I and I, I will make an appointment for myself, a really important appointment like I did last month and then not show up.
1: Well, and and, and, if, I, and I'm
2: like oh shit. It's so and, funny cuz Eric and, told
1: me he's like you might just want to remind Jason this morning, like, "Hey, an hour before yep. we're recording." And I was like, "Oh, I probably should." I always feel bad if I ever have to remind somebody. But you're nope. right. Always remind ADD, me yeah. because you know, and because I'm usually yeah. somebody who has in my calendar an hour reminder, a half hour reminder. Mm-hmm. Just I don't know if it's because of my bipolar or what, but I have like reminder after reminder, mm-hmm. which Eric should do. FYI, Eric, <laughs> but. Yeah, it's just something that I always have to do, yeah. and but yeah, I hate it when people say, "Oh, well, I get sad sometimes," or "Oh, yeah, I, the weather's so bipolar." And I'm like, "No, I can say the weather's bipolar because that's my word, right? right, right, I'm like, right. Because it is bipolar." Yeah, but yeah. no, you can't say. It, you know? <laughs> right. but, but yeah, it's, it's
2: kind of like if your mom's a bitch, you can say it, but <laughs> exactly. But if he says it, no, but <laughs> no if he says don't... it, no. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is so true. Mm-hmm. But yeah it it is it's like no you don't you don't really know yeah. and and but we always talk about how so close all of the little the intricacies are of all the mental the mental things
2: and they change too as so they when you're a so kid do. when you're when you're a, when, like when I was a kid my ADD symptoms were much different than right. as an adult um as you get older you just slow down mm-hmm. naturally and yeah. so um you know there was just I, I I know there was a big difference when I was younger um, but as I got older you know I, I had no soft landing you know like I said right. and I had no insurance I had nothing and so most of my life now I've been unmedicated and I've just kind of bounced around from job to job which is something that ADD people tend to do they will um, so my issue sense. and this is another thing I want to talk about briefly at least just because I don't want to forget about it. Yeah. Is one one of the issues things I take huge issue with is when people tell someone with a learning disability, you can do anything you want to if you put your mind to it. People have limitations.
0: Okay? Everybody has limitations. Corky from Life Remember Goes what? On is
2: not gonna be a brain surgeon. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. don't care how many hours you set him in front of a, a book about brain surgery. Yeah, he he's not gonna retain a person right. with down syndrome a person with with a learning disability is not going to be able to retain those that information and use yeah. it when they're actually needing to use it it's it's true um, like
1: you can only do what your brain says I like it's kind of like my brain was made to do art or made to do the Everybody and has... it's a
2: delicate situation because you don't, you know, as a teacher or as anybody, you know, an adult that, that is trying to mentor a child, you don't want to say, right. well, you can't do that. You right. don't want to say that. But to go to the ex- other extreme and say you can do anything, I think right. is unrealistic. And I, I think, you know, having understanding what your limits are as far as what you're able to do is really important. Yeah. And I like... wish that somebody had sat me down When I was younger, and said, "Look, all right, you know, this is what you're you're good at, or this is what you're able to do, you know, try to find something and just get really good at this one thing, you know, like, and be successful at that, instead of just kind of this wide open, you know, like, all right, I'm a insurance salesman now. Next next month, I might be, you know, when that fails, I might be selling Schwans, you know, ice cream, you know, like going door to door." Okay, now when I realize I have no spatial reasoning and I can't figure out, you know, like I can go down all these streets a million times on this route and not ever learn it. Not yeah. ever re- remember where I have to turn, where the next stop is going to be. It, every day it was like going at it from like day one. Yeah, You know, that's,
1: I think that's a really so, important message. I mean, like we were talking the other night when we were sitting in our backyard and he's like, Okay, so how come you didn't get into, like, gardening and whatever, if your mom got into gardening and she got that maybe from her mom? And I was like, I don't know, maybe because I have a short attention span, Mm -hmm. or maybe it's because I, like, when I get bipolar, when I'm manic, Mm -hmm. because I really get into something, and then when I drop out of that manic spell or hypomanic spell, I have to tell people like oh that thing that I was really interested in I'm not interested in (laughs)
2: anymore (laughs) you know that's really interesting though that you say that because um Jack my son Jack Mm -hmm. um who we'll be talking about in a little while but um he has that where he gets really obsessed with something and he talks about this in therapy a lot where he gets really obsessed with something and then he's done with it and just completely it, done with he it, might be and it bothers manic. him. And who knows? And might be in a manic phase at that point in time. And that's what and, I'm wondering.
0: And it could
1: it could be that he's just too young to be able to diagnose it. Yeah. So maybe maybe he's you know a little bit ADD like yeah. you. Maybe he's manic. It's just because yeah. how old is he now? I know he's most, twelve. Okay, because I know obviously we'll be talking about him like we
0: said. Yeah, but
2: yeah. Maybe I'm but, curious, Jason. We'll oh. talk about when we get to it, but
0: um, so. First of all, you talked about when were you diagnosed with ADHD or ADD? Okay, so it was before I knew you, mm-hmm. because one of the things you had said is like everybody is di what you know like when you would talk to people, everybody was diagnosed
2: with this, and they were completely yeah. yeah. And at at were, the time I, that I was diagnosed, there weren't that many. This was nineteen eighty like four or something, right? You know? But was our like, whole generation, yeah, like our childhood generation,
0: yeah. they just diagnosed everybody. Yeah. I believe I believe I was also diagnosed as AD and really? ADD oh, wow. at one point in time but my mom just said no. Yeah. Like wouldn't put me on medication yeah. for it or anything because she didn't believe it. Sure. So I just find, find that interesting because I've known you for a very long time mm-hmm. and I can totally see that you have that I can see that block where you just I can remember times of talking <laughs> and then it's just like <laughs> oh he's
2: gone you know like, yeah. he's like, yeah. oh, like, oh, like Well do you remember when we were in high school um, there, there were times, and and this is pretty common too, with people that are on ADD meds, on the stimulants. Most kids don't like to be on them because of the side effects. Oh, that's you know, not a um, surprise. You know, I mean, there's people that take it recreationally and, and stuff like that. But for people, kids that have ADD who have to take it, a lot of times it really sucks. You know, it's just like it's yeah. just like the medications oh, you're okay. on, all yeah. the side effects and stuff. So there's times in your life where you'll be like, I can do this without it. Yeah. And when I would do it without it. I would come to school, or I I would go, and I would hang out with Eric and Gavin and them, and they'd be like, Jason, you didn't take your fucking meds today, did you? (laughs) And I was like, no, I didn't. (laughs) I don't remember that. Oh, you guys, all you guys could just, you, every single time, if I did not take my meds, you guys were on it right away. You guys were like, Jason didn't take his meds.
0: Because I can't remember after high school, I don't remember the whole... You being off your meds, I don't remember like a big downturn in you from being off your meds
2: for for that whole period of time.
1: So here's a question. When were you able to get back on medication?
2: Well, it wasn't until I got, uh, well, okay. So let's fast forward a little bit through my twenties into my thirties. Wow. (laughs) And, and, uh, yeah, because the thing was, is I I could never afford it. Yeah. I was taking jobs that that were, so every time I would. Okay. My struggle when it came to work with getting employment was I was always, you know, I always did a really good job of overcompensating yep. for my attention deficit. So if I, complete he, so when I worked at jobs and stuff, I, I developed social skills yep. to like, so humor, I would use humor to deflect from yeah. the fact that I yes. wasn't good at my job yes. so that people would be more forgiving of the fact that I was not could perform so
1: that is so like what so many of us do like just it's sort of like and not even not even always just to say like oh to because of what i'm doing like to cover up my bad thing it's even just for everyday life like oh before you notice what i'm doing like, if I'm doing something stupid, it's just like, eh, see how funny I am? So,
2: yeah, yeah it makes sense. Yeah, so I, Continue. yeah, so, like, I I sort of just developed that, and, um, what was I going to say? There was something else with that. So, I, <laughs> no, it's okay. I just got to try to get my brain back into where I was going with that. It was like, yeah, so I, you know, over time, it, it was like, okay, now I, I know where I'm going. <laughs> So, <laughs> I'm so, so sorry it's okay it's just with my ADD sometimes if I'm I know, halfway through I, something you gotta let me finish because otherwise I, I don't run. I'm so
1: sorry <laughs> I forget
2: immediately what's going on in my head so you know one of the things was is what happened. Like basically you know I had limitations and I like when I would start a job one of my issues was is that I would be the best employee for the first two or three months mm-hmm. okay the reason for that was that I'm learning new things right and Why? I'm using those new things right away like I, I'm learning all this stuff and then and they're testing me on it they're like okay you know how do you how do you uh-huh. do the, the cash drawer? how do you do this you know how do you look this up on the computer okay when it comes time when I'm not no longer the new employee okay when I have to use information that I learned four months ago five months ago six months ago seven months ago and those situations may come up once every two months, whatever, but when you're working for a business, almost every day there might be one of those situations, okay? That's where I would run into issues. Makes sense. You know, I could, you know, if if I was really, 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 really focused, um, I might be able to do a really good job once on something. But to repeat that and have it be consistent on a daily basis, you know? that's where I would run into problems. So a lot of these jobs I would have, I would realize I just can't do this. And it wasn't like a thing where I didn't want to work hard. I didn't want to put the work in. It was that there were too many things to learn. There were too many things and my brain only loves this much. And and it has to be muscle memory. I have to be repeatedly doing the thing every day for it to stick in my brain. If it's learn, you know, hey, if you ever need to do this, you need to know this passcode. Mm Okay, six months go by. Oh, I...
0: The passcode's gone. Yeah. Right. You know,
2: I, it, it was... And so I bounced around. And what happened with me after high school is I ended up doing security. I remember and that. And the reason I did security, it was literally a monkey's job. You yeah. could... You, you get a job, like I worked at paper mills. I worked at... Um, I had some pretty interesting ones. But um, it was all contracted accounts. Different paper mills mm-hmm. and different businesses that would just need security at night someone to stay there for insurance reasons you know they would save money on insurance just to have somebody walking around making sure the place isn't on fire nobody's breaking in right and so that's what i did and um i loved it because of the fact that i didn't have that and at the time i didn't realize that part of the reason i loved it was because i have severe anxiety yep and oh, so weird. when I'm in a stressful situation with a work situation, it literally devastates me. me like, too. It, it, <laughs> like, I shut down. I can't handle it, yeah. you know? And, and, it, and then, you know, like it's a vicious cycle because I have attention deficit. What do yeah. you think makes that worse when your anxiety <laughs> is high? Right? Yeah. So I just failed at everything I did. Yeah. And it, it and you know, not to mention, you know, I, I come from a household where I was told I wasn't good, good enough, enough, Yeah, you know, and, you know, my dad didn't believe I had ADD, that it, it was all in my head. It was just something I needed to get over.
1: Technically, it is uh, in your head. You know, <laughs> when, when, <laughs> it is, yeah.
2: <laughs> but not the way he thought it was, you know, <laughs> where I could just flip a switch, you know, oh. you know, he, when I was, you know, not to go back too far, but when I was a kid, you know, do you guys, do you remember getting a missing assignment sheet? Like, if you yeah, missed an yeah, assignment in yeah. grade school, then they would send them home. If I got a missing assignment, I would get grounded in my room for a oh. week. Well, yeah. how many times do you think that happened? <laughs> you know, it didn't matter right. how how important it was for me to get that, to not lose my assignments. I still lost my assignments. I still right. ended up grounded. So, it was just this constant, like, self-esteem issue, you right. know, where, you know, I, 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 I remember there were times, like, Patrick, Patrick. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So... He was, him and I were really close back in like eighth grade, and I used to sit next to him in a lot of classes. Every class I sat next to him, I failed. He haste I tried to cheat off of him <laughs> and, you and still, still failed, failed. Oh,
0: no. <laughs> because I was
2: trying to cheat off of him and I still somehow failed the <laughs> test, and it was, it was, it was ridiculous, but, <laughs> but yeah, so Going through my 20s and my 30s, it was mostly, you know, I I bought a, a condo that was a couple blocks from where I worked. It was um there's a paper mill just down the street and I purposely bought this condo so that if something happened to my car, right, you could I could that. walk to work. Because I was single and because the job I had didn't pay much,
0: mm-hmm. you know.
2: I was only making like 9 something an hour at the time. Um they still gave me the loan because this was prior, <laughs> prior to the housing. To yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were like, Oh, your credit is really good. We'll give you this loan. Well what? my credit is really good because I don't spend beyond my means and I, you know, pay my credit card off every month and everything else. But also, you know, I don't make enough to really like so I had to work overtime in my twenties. I, right. I missed a lot of my twenties because I, I had to work that job. Then I went and got a job at pre-played. And then I got, um, I mean, I was working some Some weeks. I worked like 90 hours a week. And it was so crushing because I didn't know what to do. I was stuck. I was like, yeah. well, do I get, you know, I was too afraid to go to school for something because I was like, right, oh, what if I go to, you know, because I fail at all these other things. If I go to school and I commit to, you know, $30,000 to be in debt to learn this new thing and then I can't access those skills, I or I'm not good at it and I get pushed out of it, now I'm $30,000 in debt, and I'm back making 10 bucks an hour as a security guard. Hey, man, that was probably
0: one of the best things you ever did because everybody spends $30,000 on a degree now and never uses it. So well, this, right. at least you didn't make yeah. that mistake. Well, so. <laughs> hey, I did.
2: <laughs> I did eventually. <laughs> yeah. So what happened was, you know, my 20s and 30s, you know, and this was what was frustrating, you know, kind of, I know my dad comes up a lot, but... Uh, You know, one of the things that sticks out to me was going to my dad's house and and I I was just like, just crushed. You know, I'm like, I'm just working and I have two jobs. I'm working 60 hours a week. And he's like, well, you got to work harder. Oh my God. I'm like, well, what do you mean? And he's like, well, if you don't, uh, you know, if you can't make it work with one job, you get two jobs. If you can't make it work with two jobs, you get three jobs. I'm like, well, dad, what's the point? (laughs) Like, I'm literally working night from the morning until I go to bed at night and I'm still barely making ends meet and if they cut my overtime I'm going to lose my home right you know and so uh, you know he was just you know there's one of the things that I I would say with my dad that I I will always like I wished I wouldn't have listened to him because that's what I did is I just worked right. worked worked worked, worked work, all the way through my 20s most of my 30s and you know I realized at some point that it's not how hard you work like right. hard work is great you know and I think in the generation he grew up in you That's could literally right. go out get any job you wanted and as long as you worked hard you were going to have a retirement you were going to have yeah. those things mm-hmm. i mean you you're a janitor you just, you're, you're gonna you're gonna be able yep. to to retire someday that wasn't the case for me when i'm working security making nine dollars an hour i'm no. barely making ends meet it's never going to pay off so the right. real lesson is not hard work pays off the yeah, right kind hours. of work
1: exactly it
2: depends on what you're doing if you're, you can work at McDonald's, yep, and you can work 80, 90 hours a week your whole life, and and never see the sun, yep, and never be able to go on trips, whatever, and and uh, you might have fifty thousand dollars saved up <laughs> by the time you're forty some years old, right. and then you and then all of a sudden you get cancer and it's gone,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, or mm-hmm. you know, That's...
2: so so this idea that and I think it, it's just embedded in society at, that right. it, it's part of what we, you know, uh, the American dream, work hard, it pays off. Now it doesn't. Right. No, it doesn't always pay off. That's
1: exactly it. That's and, what we always say. But when like, you
2: internalize that, because your father is just telling you that all the time, then you start to think that there's something wrong with you, and you just need to work right. harder. But then you see everybody else around you, and they're, you know, like, Eric went into the Navy. He comes back. He's got, he's he's... You know, in the Navy, he already owned a condo <laughs> or, uh, or a fucking like duplex, bucks, yeah. you know, before he even got home, he already had passive income, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. and then there is me and I'm just like 10 bucks an hour. Um, you know, I'd love to hang out Eric, but got to work, you know, yeah. I, you know, the next 20 days in a row, you know, and so, um, you know, when I was in my 20s and 30s, that, that was that was kind of how life was. And then it wasn't until I had kids and I got badger care. You know Okay. And um so when 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 I was eligible for Badger Care, um so I got insurance through the state and with it it's excellent insurance. You know, like they will you know right. so I at that point, you know, and I guess we'll kinda get into this at some point. I don't know how long you want to do this podcast or if you wanna yeah. do a part well, two at some point. Beginning. Yeah, <laughs> <gonna> be. <laughs> Because Actually. I haven't, I haven't gotten to the, the to, to to my son's Five lead seven. poisoning and situation. But that led me to I'll just say and I don't know how, how much we'll go into it, but when my son was born, we were living in an apartment that was, um, it, it basically, my, my girlfriend at the time, I had gotten pregnant. Mm-hmm. She had tor- terrible credit, horrible credit. So we were very, very limited as to where we could live, you know, right. who would accept us, you know, because he, she had a eviction on her record. So uh, it was, um, for me, I, you know, I'm making 10 bucks an hour. My girlfriend just had a baby. I had to sell my condo because she moved in with me, had two kids before me. So we have three kids, me and her. So five people in a one-bedroom condo. And I I, remember
1: this. So I had
2: abandoned my condo at that point because there was nothing I could do. I couldn't keep five people in one, one, one bedroom condo. So I had to just stop making payments. I called yeah. the bank. They said just stop making payments. You can't have five people in that house. Yeah. There's nothing you can do. Take care of your family. That's what the bank told me to do. <laughs> That's so. Funny. Yeah. And so I was like, all right, you know, I would. I, and so um, we were looking for apartments, and it took us a while, but we finally found one in Appleton that was like 700 bucks a month, um, everything included. Right. I was like, okay, I can do this. You know so we move in it's uh, it's a, these people are some lords you know yeah. they seemed really great at, at the start of it um,
1: of course they always do yeah they really they,
2: <laughs> they did you know they really put on a show well one of them was a a, a nurse the other one was a science teacher huh. very upstanding you know involved <laughs> in the community yeah. and all this stuff it's like okay they might you know these people are going to be be good to work with you know and you know I never missed my rent we never got behind in rent or anything like that um, but what happened was, is my, um, my, they, they had some issues with the foundation of the house where okay. they had like a, a porch, like a, uh, over, what do they call it? Oh, balcony. Like an balcony. Oh, yeah. Balcony. yeah. yeah. Okay. Had like a balcony. It was on these pillars, right? Right, right? Well, because the foundation was shifting, this thing was just, you know, oh, just, no. I mean, it looked like it could collapse any minute. Well, the, the, the city came in, they saw it and they said, you need to fix this, and if you don't get it fixed within so many months, you will have to. You won't be able to rent it out. So they went and they hired contractors to come in and get it done, right? Well, unfortunately, the whole deck that that they were tearing apart was right. was covered in lead paint. My son had just oh. been born. Yeah,
1: and that's what.
2: So my son had just been born, and we're sitting. You know, we're sitting there, and it's like May, June. We have our windows open, everything. And they're tearing this stuff up. And what happens with lead paint is when it's it old, like real old, right. it cracks. You know, you've seen the lead paint cracked on the windowsills of old houses and stuff. Um, there's still a lot of houses that have it. Um, right. And they're but,
1: supposed to bring in like a special team or something.
2: Yeah, they they, they are. Um, and they did have to after this okay. event. But so what happened was is, um, you know, they're tearing all this stuff, and what happens is when it cracks and when you're ripping the stuff out, um, it turns to dust. Oh, and when it, you got your windows open yeah. and everything else, it comes That's through the window, and be it better. just settles on everything, okay? <gasps> well, my son at the time was just a, just under a year old, and he was starting to crawl. Oh, and no. So he was
0: crawling through all this?
2: So he was crawling, and, and I just look, you know, if we look at it, and we see dust. Right.
0: Yeah, you
1: don't. We
2: don't know that don't there's lead in it. So, he's, um, he's crawling around on the floor, putting his hands in it, and then oh, sticking them no. in his mouth. Aww. You know, he was also going up to um, the walls and licking the walls. <gasps> you know, like, he had these sensory issues and stuff. He was mm-hmm. licking, like, he would, he would take his mouth and go like this on the wall and stuff. And they had repainted everything in, in the, um, the, the living area. So we weren't thinking much about that, right? But the reality was, is that if you repaint over the top of lead paint, it makes it toxic. Okay. Because it it doesn't cover. It's it's like it doesn't
0: uh, protect it. It just it's like throwing a a band aid on a on a a, a gaping, you know.
2: Um. So so what happened was is we took him in for his one year, um, well check after every your first year you bring your kid in. And they do all sorts of tests to make sure he's doing okay. And one of the things they do is a lead paint lead, lead They test lead levels, wow. um, and it was just through the roof. The oh. doctors said it was more than they've ever seen in an infant.
0: Oh my god! Oh my god!
2: Yeah, more than they've ever seen. And um, I mean, it was so elevated that you know there was no way that there wasn't going to be issues with him. And so the, what we did was um, we were like, what the hell? So, there was, no, there was no other way that this could have happened. Right. Then it had to have been something in the house. So, we called the health department and they came in and they took samples of everything. And they had the, the people that owned the house had to be there at the time. I'm um, not going to go too much into why these people were douchebags, but, yeah. <laughs> but just believe me that every step of the way, these people were horrible to us. Um, horrible. And, uh, so they came in, the landlords were there and, you know, they're trying to tell us, Oh, don't worry. He's going to bounce back. You know, my son's going to just bounce back from this. And, um, they did illegal things. They tried to to contact the, the, the county nurse that was handling all this and tried to get his information, his lead levels, even, you know, HIPAA. No way. I'm not kidding. She, and, and the yes. woman was like, um, that violates HIPAA, and you should know better. Yeah, you know? really,
1: because you but, have like so many people yeah, that you
2: They threaten us. They I mean, there were all sorts of things that, that went on, but they found lead everywhere in that house. I mean, in the kitchen cupboards where we have our glasses and our bowls and everything sitting oh, up there. You're right, there was lead in there. I mean, they had lead everywhere. And it wasn't the first thing that was a danger in that house. Like, we had, um, you know those grates that were that are uh, heat vents? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, there was one that was, like, in my daughter's room that pulled right out of the wall and left a hole her size down to a concrete floor t- 12 feet down. Holy <gasps> cow. So, so did I, your daughter
1: get affected by any of
2: this? No. It, well, I caught it. Like, I, she pulled it out. And luckily, you know, we... I got up one morning and I went into her room and there's this gaping hole down to the basement um, because they never secured it into the wall and I had to take a dresser and put it up against that wall even though it was directly in front of the door so I could only open the door enough to not even really squeeze through to get to my daughter but it was better than her falling to her death, death. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. you know yeah, and it took them like two weeks to, to come in and do anything about it so but you know we got into so many different things with with these people i mean they blamed us for all kinds of stuff that was just ridiculous um and then when and then when and then as soon as 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 my son's lead poisoned and they realize oh shit you know we're in trouble here then it's like they're our best friends again (laughs) oh
1: of course
2: then all of a sudden it's like oh you guys you know and uh you know what can we do for you what can we well first thing they could have done was put us up in a hotel somewhere
1: i would think so because you Shouldn't
2: no, we ended it up should. living another two months in a house where my son was lead poisoned and was still, oh my god, we had nowhere to go. So, yeah, you I mean, can you imagine I mean. your child being having to live to go to work, come home every day to a house where you know your husband your your child is being lead poisoned poisonous. and you can't do he a goddamn thing it, to get yourself it. out of that situation because you have uh, terrible credit because yeah, you happen to be with somebody who, who got evicted, you can't get another apartment, you're right? sitting there. We didn't even have enough money for a security deposit for a new place because we were living paycheck to paycheck to paycheck. We were just, it was the worst situation that I've ever been in. And that was, at that point, I said, I need to be on something. I I need something for my anxiety. I couldn't handle it. This was just the most traumatic thing that I've ever been through. And I always struggled with anxiety anyway. Um, But this was just too much. And I went to the doctor and I went and I... I got on, uh, I think it was like citalopram. Okay. And I was on that for a while. And um, Is that
1: like a daily medicine? or? Yeah. Is that, okay.
2: Yeah, that's an antidepressant. It's like a, a, I think it's like a serotonin reuptake inhibitor, okay. they call them whatever. Um, so I started on that. That was kind of the first one. And, and it worked well for my anxiety. It right. didn't really, you know, it's, they're not magic pills. They don't cure your no. depression. of course not. They don't. And in fact, if you've been paying attention to the news lately... They just found out that these that these um, these antidepressants now don't work like they thought they did. <laughs> they, they don't. Yeah. They do
1: that. It's like.
2: Did you see that?
1: No, I didn't. But it, yeah. it's like as soon as you find something, then you're like, ah.
2: They so they 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 are finding out that there's so much more to depression as far as your chemicals in your brain than serotonin. Yeah. And it, so they're. It, it's It's just you know like do the the, does the medication help yeah probably a little bit because it's it's tackling one little piece of it but overall there's so much more that's going on in your brain in with those chemicals and it's not all serotonin right so um so now they're having to reevaluate all these antidepressants and they're telling people well you know if you've been on these antidepressants for a long time maybe stay on them but they're, you know, I'm sure you're you're well aware of the psilocybin trials and all that stuff that they're doing that are showing a lot more promise than microdosing yeah. to, to help with depression. Mm-hmm. But um, I was on this citalopram for five years, and it, it totally destroyed my sex life. And everyone <laughs> oh, yeah, swore. believe
1: me, I know all about that. Yeah, actually. I could <laughs>
2: not. I had It was like I was an alien from another planet <laughs>
1: Isn't it fun?
2: watching what humans do (laughs) like oh that's interesting so you put the penis in here you know it was like i I had no
1: entire life
2: i had no desire at all it was like my libido was gone and so so i got accused of like cheating and stuff like that like not by not by my wife right like she was she she knew better than that but you know, her mom was like, "There's no way. There is absolutely no way that you're that that Jason has has gone for the last five years without having sex," and and she's like, "My my wife's like, yeah, it is, it, you know." And um, but you know, so but it was a trade off. It was like, okay, do I want to have this debilitating thing where you know I you know go from a zero to a ten and I'm just uh right, you know, or or. You know, and 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 sacrifice my sex, or or do I want to sacrifice my sex life and and have some sort of numbing effect, and be able to get through my day?
1: I know it. It's like it's like they either give you medication that makes you fat, or yeah, or or you lose your sex drive. Like the other yep. day, Eric comes home and I'm like, I was horny for like 15 minutes. <laughs> sorry, sorry, you missed it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So so I mean, and and it depends. And like I think it's the medication that I'm off of now, yeah. but gosh it, it it can be really frustrating yeah you know when they give me a medication and they're like this one shouldn't affect your weight or it shouldn't affect anything i'm like oh gosh i hope so
2: well yeah it's so hard well i just laugh when i go in and some you know whenever there's a new medication they're like well about five percent of people say this one affects their sex drive but it's not that common and i'm like it's gonna it's gonna that-
1: <laughs> all right know, I'm, I'm kissing like, it
2: goodbye because i know yeah, it's I know. going to i
1: know they're like they're like, well, you could get the... I'm like, I'm gonna. Yeah. I, the last medication I was on, it was for my migraines, but it was technically a depression medicine. She's like, well, it has the lowest uh, side effects. I'm like, I'm gonna get them. I got <laughs> yeah. almost every single of course. one. It was yeah. like low sex drive, yeah. constipation, I don't know where they get these percentages mom,
2: from, because it just... Yeah, it
1: I don't know. They're like, uh, most people don't get them, and then... I didn't look at any of them because I don't want to, you know, have it in my head. And then I'm like, got that
2: one, got that one, got that one. Do you think maybe, do you think maybe they say that so that it doesn't talk you into having it, having those side effects? Like, oh, that might be, yeah, that might be like a Because if you tell somebody, well, 70% of people can't get a boner after they take this pill, (laughs) like you're going to be like, oh shit. Goodbye, boners. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, and
1: I, but yeah. So, is that the only medication that you're on now?
2: Okay. So, what happened was I was on this telepram, and I was, and this was, you know, um, this was just literally. I was like, I gotta have something because my life Mm -hmm. is, my life is falling apart here. Everything is just shit. (laughs) You know, like the the my baby, who I love more than anything in the world, is is you know, I don't know, you know, one of the worst things about dealing with. You know, I can deal with my own mental illness, right? Right. But But but, kids... But when you have a child and who's like... When something happens like lead poisoning, you don't know how bad it's going to be.
1: Right. You can feel it in your body, but But someone else is... Well, what
2: I mean by that is... uh, They're... You know, he was a a year old. Right. So I will not know. Like, it's not like they're... Like, someone sat me down and said, well... This is how it's going to go. Your son mm-hmm. is going to be, you know, he's going to have a little bit of problems until he's about, you know, but he's going to start talking it. To then he's going to start learning, and and he's going to, you know, be able to read by the age of eight. He's going to be able to do this. No, no one tells you how bad it's going to be. Right. You literally every single day. It's it's literally like the slowest band aid being pulled off, that because is... you don't know from day to day, and until you can look back and say, oh, okay. You know, like at now he's 12 years old, he can read, he can, you know, um, he, most of his issues are attention span and, um, he has, he has some, some mental health issues. Like I don't, I, we don't know cause he's 12. Right. You know, he's on an antipsychotic, um, because he's threatened to hurt himself and has hurt himself oh, and right. he's been in the hospital four or five times now in the past two years where I had to take, I had to commit him because he was threatening to turn himself.
1: Oh my goodness! And
2: there was nothing they could do about it, you know. And um, he's gotten a lot better since he's been. I think we found a good medication or whatever. But you know that that's where you know with my my anxiety and my that traumatized me because I yeah, it, it was I an can... everyday thing for years. Like when is he going to learn how to walk? When is he going to learn how to speak? When is this? You know, is he going to ever move past this? You know, how much? How much is this going to affect him? And one of the things was is my daughter, Autumn, was diagnosed with autism before this we found out this with Jack with the lead poisoning. So when I when we had Jack, one of the things that was always in my head was, you know, I don't know how bad Autumn's autism is going to be. I don't know if it's gonna be if she's gonna be she's gonna be more high functioning or she's gonna be one Right, because
1: that, that's a huge it's spectrum. It's a huge
2: spectrum. So one of the things with me was I was like we, Jack can take care of her when we're old, they're older.
0: Yeah, well. hey, no. <laughs>
2: yeah, and then within a year that gone. Yeah. Now I have two kids that are are disabled, and um, you know, so like, you know, if if I didn't have the pressure of, you know, someone needs to take care of these kids, and my wife was not the best mother. I'm not gonna, I don't want to sit and talk shit. Yeah, but I you know, uh.
1: And she already had they one, two me. kids yeah. beforehand, yeah. so it's just like yeah. she had her hands full. Yeah. So,
2: yeah. And so yeah. I, um, you know, I I think it was just like if I wouldn't have had that, like if I wouldn't have had my kids and, and everything, like at that point, like if I, I mean, there were times I really thought about offing myself. Not gonna lie. Hey, I've
1: been there too, so I'm not gonna. Yeah,
2: I mean, I really, really like, you know, and um, so I needed to be medicated, and then. Um, you know, I realized after having kids that I needed to do more because I was a security guard, I'm making nine bucks an hour, I can't support two kids on that. And mm-hmm. my wife wouldn't work, so um, what was I gonna do, you know? Right. In fact, at that point, I was paying child support for her and trying to raise my, right. re- so I was paying for someone else's kids <laughs> yeah. and yeah. then trying to, <laughs> to, you know, on this one job and it was, it was crazy. So I decided to go back to school because I was like, I have to do something. And and what I did was, I went in and I was I know how I am. I need to be on something for my ADD. Right. And that's kind of where, uh, where the struggle came up with between treating my anxiety and treating my ADD.
1: And that's the hard. And that's thing. That
2: was, you know, we've talked about a lot of things. This was the what we were. You initially wanted to talk about. Yeah. And And I think
1: we'll kind of close out with this, and mm -hmm. then. And then I think we'll bring up your kids in an entirely yeah. in yeah. a different episode if you don't all, mind. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's because this. It's this a, is a lot to on. unpack. Yeah,
2: but um, yeah. So that was you know after that it, my struggle was I get on this the the ADD meds and my anxiety is just unbearable. Right. You know, and um, because it's they're stimulants, and Gross. the stimulants. You know, and and actually it's very, very common for people who have ADHD or ADD or whatever it's called now. I don't even know, man. Because
1: they put it under both.
2: Yeah. They call it comorbidity um, when you have more than one mental illness that um, goes along with it. And with ADHD, anxiety, almost everybody who has ADD has anxiety along with it. Okay. Um, It's very, very, very common. And that's... The issue is, how do you treat it then? Right. You can't treat both at the same time. You can, but, you know, it, it kind of, they cancel each other out, yeah. kind of. And so, you know, when I was in school, my, my main focus was, all right, I need to. I want to do good in school, so I'm going to get on the AD, ADD mm-hmm. stuff. And um, I did that for a while, and I found one called Welbutrin.
1: Oh, yeah, I've heard of that.
2: And, was on that. and that was a non-stimulant. So I started taking that and I had issues with that. It, um, it was supposed to, it's supposed to help with anxiety and ADD, but Mm it doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I shouldn't say that.
0: It it didn't for you. It didn't for me. Yeah.
2: For a hundred other people. It might, but I've heard other people Mm -hmm. say the same thing, um, that it didn't really work for them. And it, um, it actually made my anxiety worse. It made me, I felt like it made me angry, Yeah. like, um, did nothing for me and um, it, it did help a little bit with the ADD but mm-hmm. so I finished school and um, you know after that I, I stopped taking the the stimulants and I, I, I would kind of go to the doctor when I would start a new job right and I'd be like can I start back up on the stimulants or whatever but I found it wasn't even helping me really the stimulants yeah so that Siler that I was on going way back when I was in high school when right. I was on that si Alert, um, that was the one that helped me after high school you know, ten years go by, and when I, when I went wanted to go back to school, that was the first thing I wanted. I was like, "Give me the silo." Yeah. Nope. They don't. You
1: know
2: they don't give it out anymore. They stopped no. because it causes liver damage. Oh
1: no! They so, stopped.
2: You can't even get it anymore. Like, so did they
1: have something similar that they could give you?
2: No. It's a. It was in a class all itself. It was a completely. <laughs> oh, it was a completely oh, unique oh, drug. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it was. You know, like all these things that I had tried when I was like, you know, I always said I'd been through like 10 different medications. I see,
1: and that's like me. I've been on some and it's like it works for two years mm-hmm. and then they have to try something else works for two years. Yeah. And now I'm on something and it's worked for a gosh, a handful of years now. Yeah. And I'm like, knock on wood, it's continuing yeah. to work. Well, see, and I
2: never really got the benefits from the stimulants. I just, I, I would. All I feel like it did was make me more anxious. And so then, did
1: you find a new stimulant? Or?
2: I found uh, no, no. So
1: not no stimulants anymore. No,
2: nope. nope. I I was like I'm done with this, you know. And so I um I found a antidepressant, okay. which is it's got a really cool name. It sounds really fancy. It's called Pristique. <laughs> Like, nice. you gotta like you got to like you gotta a, mwah, It's mwah. almost like you
1: should be drinking some
0: yeah. champagne or something yep. I'm
2: not yep. you only take christique with the finest of crystal <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I drink it with crystal
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah Yeah
2: So but it worked and nice. it's, I um I started having relationship issues with my girlfriend my current girlfriend Okay um I, with my anxiety, I, I cycle a lot where I am, yeah. I don't know if that's the, per, the right term for it. Where I,
1: I would say more than likely depending on.
2: Well, what I was going to say is like it, where what would happen is I would get like, you know, she would do something like she'd be, she'd be like, I'm going to go hang out with my friend Mark. Okay. We didn't live together at the time. My head starts going, who's Mark? Why is she hanging out with Mark? You know, she's not answering her phone when she's with Mark. Why is she not answering her phone when she's with Mark? Well, this is disrespectful. Oh my
1: gosh, that's Over, ironic. Uh, just, overthinking.
2: We, yeah, yeah, we
0: totally, <laughs> we just
1: recently did an overthinking episode. And yeah. it's just, so yeah, it's kind of cycling, but it's overthinking. It's like, you have one thought and then it's yeah. like, well, why? Well, but, but, and it's like, yeah. you take one thought and it just goes from one and two. And it and builds, like, and but, builds and yes. builds and builds and
2: builds. And then and I'm. Like, but it
1: could be nothing.
2: And it could be not And it was. Like my girlfriend's never cheated on me. She's never, there's no reason for me to ever be worried. Right. But my brain, my fear and my, I think it has to do a lot with the self-esteem, you know, of like, this is not going to work out because everything else in my life falls apart. Right. And, you know, it was just insecurity, but it was also my mental illness that wouldn't, would, would, would just trap me in this cycle of vicious, like, just like intruding thoughts of like, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. And I would just get so worked up, and we'd have these big blowout fights. And um, we broke up because of one of these fights, and it was mostly my fault. And um, when we broke up, I was like, I-, I need to do something. So I went in, and um, I should, I-, I didn't say this, but I got off the of citalopram at okay. one point. So I wasn't on anything anymore. And it was because I wanted to date. I wanted boners. I, I didn't want other people's boners. I wanted me to have boners. So, no, that's, yeah.
1: that's completely understandable. Yeah.
2: So, so you know, I, I I was dating my girlfriend for like the first two years. And, you know, I was dealing with all these mental health issues. But I didn't want to be like, all right, sorry, we're just never going to have sex again. Sex again. Yeah. And so, you know, but but after this happened, this final blowout, I was like, you know, I something's got to change here. You know, yeah. I can't live like this. So I went in and I got on this Pristique and it literally they say it takes a couple months for for these things to kick in. I felt it immediately. Awesome. I mean immediately. I mean like within that first week I felt like a completely different person. That's Holy amazing. Crap. And and the doctors even like doctors told me that's not possible. And I'm like it it's happening like, it's <laughs> is is not so a placebo cool. and and I think what it was though is that you know you don't one, one of the things with anxiety is you don't know how bad your anxiety is until it's until, until its, it's, it's until it's not there Yes and yes. all of a sudden like it it may not have taken away my entire anxiety but, but my anxiety was so bad that just a little relief right. from it, felt like I just like a whole new world to me yeah, it's
0: like you breathe a little
2: yeah. bit
1: better and yes. well and
2: it could just be too that
0: your brain was causing so many anxious feelings just because you knew you that knew. everything would like you knew that oh my god my ADD and all these other things are so bad it was even making it worse because your yeah. brain was just making yeah. it worse because you were stressing about it because yeah. you knew what kind of problem it was. Yeah,
2: it's yeah. your your hands are, it's like you're just, it's like you're outside yourself watching yourself destroy your life, right. Yeah, you know, and you just like, even though deep, deep down inside, I could know I'm being irrational, you know, it didn't matter. Yeah. And so, you know, I, um, so I got on this medication and it was really good like it just it and luckily my girlfriend took me back and we have not you know we moved in together and I would say we we've had maybe two or three big fights since then and even when we had big fights honestly a lot of it was her <laughs> and I'm not gonna oh, well wow. t- we'll go away. it was a 50-50 it was <laughs> yeah and it, what I mean though is that like I was able to maintain like I was the rational one in the situation, situation. like like right. staying calm I don't That's mean I was what, like, right. I don't mean like I was right. right Sorry, honey, right. if you're listening to this. <laughs> I, I mean that I was able to stay calm yeah. and be like, you know, like, so one of the things she would do is she'd try to like, if I had a couple drinks or something and she had a couple drinks and she'd want to talk. She'd want to be like, all of a sudden it'd be oh, like yeah, this. Yeah. And I, I literally so many times, like I got to be a broken record. Like, I'm not talking to you about this right now. Yeah. When we are sober, at that point. you know, and, um, you know, so I got to like, now I'm in a, 100% different place. I am a much better father. That's good. My My patience with my kids, like, um, you know, that's one thing I, I would love for you guys. I want to see your kids. Because again. honestly, Eric, you would not believe how I am as a parent. You probably I have this Well, idea. actually, I've
0: always said that I, you were a really good Well, parent. and I've seen that Just too. Just little that I, I know of you as a parent, I know when that you're really good.
1: When I saw Jack, it's probably been like five years. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh, he talked my ear off of <laughs> trucks or whatever yeah. he was into. yeah. I thought, Oh man, this is, this is great. And, and I just want to say, and honestly, when you told me the timeline of your medication, it kind of makes sense because I'm thinking, wow, Jason has really grown up and I think it's partially just that we've all grown up, yeah, but also just the fact that, okay, now you're taking care of yourself. But I've also talked on this show about how now I'm really taking care of myself in a different sense, too. So, I think this is really great that we're all just reconnecting. Um, yeah.
2: So yeah, it was, was, I mean, there was some awesome. rough patches there where I was just, you know, I mean.
1: Hey, I've had some rough patches. I mean, you didn't even had, want me so. here a lot of times because I pissed on your <laughs> floor. <laughs> you, pissed, <laughs> you pissed in our basement. Yep. I'm not going to lie. And I'm not talking in the bathroom, guys. You pissed <laughs> yeah. on our chair. Yep.
2: So, yep. I mean, so I was you- that guy that, you know, like if, you know, I'd get, I would be the first person to pass out. I'd be like, just, I'd just pound them back and then pass out and then wake up and pee on something and then leave the next morning. And, yeah. and it was like, you know, like it was pathetic. But and now
0: when you think about that, probably most of the times you were doing that, a yeah. lot of the times you were doing that, you were on medication. And how much of it was just the fact that you were on medication. You probably shouldn't have been I'm sure whatever medication you yeah, were on at that time you were like
2: probably weren't supposed to be drinking. Yeah. Well the one I'm on now, I know like it you know, like a lot of the, the antidepressants, it will you'll black out sooner than you would yeah. if you're not. Like so you could have like six, seven beers and all this, and not remember half the shit. The shit. You know it doesn't make you go psycho or anything like I right. still I still pound him back once in a while but I don't like I you know the most I'll drink is like a six-pack okay, you know if I drank more than that you yeah, know exactly
1: He's like yeah, to be careful, I'm gonna
2: be yeah. hurting for a long time and I'm, I'm right. just not worth it you know so but yeah like I um, now that I'm on that medication it's it's really really like I can't say enough good things about how it has helped me as a father That's my main thing is as a father, because I remember when I was not medicated, I had no patience. you know, I would just, I would lose it, you know, and I I don't mean like I would beat the crap out of my kids or whatever, but I would just, you know, like instead of listening and staying calm and being able to, instead of um, responding, I would react. There's right. a difference between responding and reacting. Oh,
1: I can I can totally understand. It's like what do you want? Yeah, well, I would yeah. I would probably do that. That's but probably now, the reason we don't have kids. But I
2: have like the best relationship with my kids. My daughter oh, at from night. From
1: what you talk about, I can hear, yeah, I can understand. I love
2: that. That those kids, and I are so close. I mean, you got to think it's. I mean, it's just us and like their their right. disabilities. So they they're not. You know, we yeah. we are very very close. And, and like at night, my daughter. You know, she's 13. And she's got all these, you know, boy problems and all this stuff. Oh my school. gosh! And I she, like, no. at night, she comes in and will just tell me about her day and want to talk to me about it. And I will sit I and that's I'll sit there for like two hours and just talk to her about the world and about all these different things that she's interested in. And it's like it, and I couldn't do that before. I think I that's couldn't so cool. slow down enough to just and, and just you know, I was too wrapped up in my own shit. You know, I think when you're not medicated and you have depression you become very self absorbed. You do not, not not intentionally not intentionally. It's but not like you're... you have a big head on your shoulders it's you're just you're you're
0: trying to control you, yourself yeah. you're trying, you're just trying, trying to keep through it your, together mm-hmm. yeah and getting through your day is hard enough you can't really worry about getting through helping somebody else get through their day exactly it's
2: like being a coyote stuck in a trap and you see your, yeah. your other friend coyote that's stuck in a trap but you can't help him until you get yourself out of the damn, <laughs> damn trap, trap
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah you
2: know and and that's that you know so i can't say enough good things that i like i'm so glad that i took that step you yeah. know to to get on it and I, I too the thing is it I think it has helped me with my attention deficit because yeah the anxiety when you have so much anxiety it it you it's hard to focus on anything it, it oh you believe know? me
1: I know because I have I have anxiety I get panic attacks yeah. I get all that so
2: and try to do something yeah. try to read a book try to learn something new when you're when you're in that believe me I've tried to read a
1: book and then I'm like oh no I'm gonna look this up I'm gonna yeah. go do this I have to and no I can't so, so I I think it's great and yeah I. I can't wait to have you back yeah. <laughs> because I, I thought we'd get through all of it, but then I also thought mm, there's a lot here. So yeah, I think we will have you back to talk about uh, definitely Jack and uh, more than likely Autumn because I am kind of excited to to hear about both kids, about, about her as well. So yeah. yeah, I'm I'm really excited to talk about how how everything uh, everything that you've gone through has shaped how you are as a parent really. And, and just just really how, how everything's going with your children and everything. I'd love it. So, so yeah. Um, hopefully that episode will be out in two weeks for all of you guys. So between then, I would really love it if you guys could check out Hobbs and Horror. That's H-O-B-B-S-E-N-D Horror. I hope you guys know how to spell horror. And... Give us a check out on our Gmail. It's stigmasandopenwounds@gmail.com, And we have a Facebook and Instagram. Do you guys have anything else to add before we end this podcast? No,
2: I don't. Nope. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and please give both of our podcasts five-star ratings. And if you don't like them, just give us an email message. And tell us why what we can be doing better. So... Until next week, I'm Tracy. And I'm Eric. And Jason. All right. Talk to you guys later.